0: Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of My Weirdest Experience Podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you, and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience, and it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have VC Pitt today here. This is her very first interview, so I'm honored to be the first person to interview her about her book. She is an upcoming author and a breast cancer survivor and a twin flame experiencer. Her book is coming out on September 9th, 2022. It's called My Twin Flame, Journey of Separation, Surrender and Release. Welcome to the show, VC.
1: Thank you, Tina. It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: So tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Well, I am a business owner. And I grew up in an abusive household. And um, basically a few years ago, I became aware that I had a twin flame and it totally changed my world. Um, Today, I'm I'm stronger. However, um, there are triggers that happen all the time. And um, and I've been divinely guided to share my experience with everyone. I'm hoping that my experiences for others that have similar experiences, it will help them heal. So um, I'm in my early 50s and I live a pretty quiet life and I'm a very spiritual person.
0: So how did this all begin for you? Because I know that you're also a Reiki practitioner and, um, you know, that you've, you, you tried different healing modalities too. So why don't we just start from the beginning of your story and walk us into how you ended up writing this book?
1: Okay. So um, I had been married for almost 25 years And in uh, 2017, I had a really bad fall and landed face first on tile floor. Um, And it was simply, um, I had dehydration and passed out. However, my world changed after that. Um, I started waking up two and three in the morning when I was working 18 hour days. I couldn't sleep and I couldn't figure out what, had changed and then uh, as someone that had been involved with my business um and we had known each other for a really long time i was awakened um by the spirituality portion it, it's like when you when you become aware of who you are it um it changes you and you It's like you're talking to the other half of you. And I had been married, uh, living a traditional life. When I grew up, I was not uh, religious. Yes, I went to church, but none of it really resonated with me. And now I know it's because um, I resonate more with um, Eastern beliefs than traditional religion. And usually, twin flames—one is religious, and the other is spiritual. And so, um, in 2018, when I became awakened, and I connected uh, fully with my twin flame, um, I had I had an affair, and it was a magnetic connection, different than just just having an affair with someone. Um, there and, and I couldn't stay married. I couldn't live in a traditional life anymore. So I, I filed for divorce. Um, and between years, um, 24 years and seven months in when everything was traditional at year 25, I divorced, um, five months later. And so, the affair continued, um, and I think I had said he was involved with my business, and um, then the affair came out on his end, and I was harassed, borderline stalked, and had to get a six-month restraining order. I lived in fear. Um, it it took me a long time to be able to go out and not be in fear, and. I, I identified that uh, through all of this, that um, my core wounds that started at childhood was abandonment, rejection, and self worth. And I had said I grew up in an abusive household. Um, my father, um, he he abused he physically, mentally all of the abuses. Um, My mother lived that for years. They were married for 14 years and divorced when I was 10. And my love for my mother is deep. And she um, left the state without telling me. Um, My father, when they divorced, he didn't really want my brother and me. However, the only way that he would give a divorce to my mother was to get custody of us. And it was basically to get out of paying child support and because he knew it would hurt her. Within a year, we were living in Mississippi with my mother. And so um, my father and I, I I had contact with him all throughout. I was around him, but, um, and he was in denial of all the things he did. If my brother actually brought some of the things up to him and he denied them. He was uh he was an alcoholic for many, many years, uh, womanizing, uh, gambled. Um, and I never knew I, that what he was going to do. And that's how I grew up. That's what I knew. And Um, My mother, um, she married my stepfather in 1987, and he became really my father. And however, years later, um, I realized my brother and my father were both toxic for me, and I cut them out of my life. Um, And it's a decision that I don't regret. So when... When the twin flame separation, and that is a stage within the twin flame journey, when it happens, um, my abandonment and rejection wounds were fully exposed. And, and I could not function hardly. Um, I numbed out a lot. Um, I don't like the taste of alcohol, but I used it. I used a lot of marijuana and um it was trying to escape the pain body that we live in that Eckhart Tolle talks about mm. and and for me um it took a lot to get to where I am at so that's that's kind of what went on for a few years and then um t- a couple years ago I was working on myself um starting to I was doing just regular therapy at that time and when I was doing therapy, it helped minimally so I had done a lot of massage um, and I found out that my massage therapist offered Reiki and that Reiki healing started helping me tremendously. Um, we have all the the seven main chakras in addition to others. And so the biggest, I had um, a lot of fear. So my lower chakras were blocked. My heart chakra was locked. My throat would fully um, activate and I couldn't speak. I would choke. And so by by continuing doing um, that kind of therapy, um that helped me, so in twenty twenty um my stepfather uh passed away after um after a, a bout with his heart, and my mother uh had been sick uh she had experienced her own hardships. And within 11 weeks to the day, they both passed. She contracted COVID and she was living with me, brought it home from the nursing home, and I contracted it. And I survived, and she didn't. And what I can tell you, my spirituality had grown a lot during that time. And a lot of people that would really mess them up, you know, knowing you made it and your mom didn't. However, um, I became aware during this time that I was seeing spots and flecks in the sky. And I know they're angels. And they are with me at all times. Um, Before she passed, I had went to the beach to do a lot of releasing and I actually saw um, a 3d star of David a Merkaba form over me at the beach and so um, I have seen sacred geometry four times now Um, I have the angels are with me it's an it's a team (laughs) and a lot of people would probably think she, you know, that's delusional. No, it's not. It's it's becoming awakened. And so also as I grew up um, as a business owner, um how I got there is um my intuition. I have a lot of the Claire gifts. I've uh, been um my strongest one is Claire Sentence. Um my my second strongest is Claire Audience. And I've had um, a, a few experiences of claircognizance and clairvoyance. Um, I'm very open to my spiritual gifts growing. So after my mom died, um, I, I was trying to get my footing. And I realized that I harbored a lot of grudges. My, my I have been told, you know, you're your own worst enemy. You You're holding grudges and I was really good at it, and that was due to my blocked heart chakra, Mm -hmm. and and so um, I started hearing uh, the song on the radio all the time, It Would Not Leave Me, Heart of the Matter by Don Henley, and of course that song's about forgiveness. In addition to, uh, I saw a video online of a lady named Eva Moses Corbett, I think is how you say her name and she was a holocaust survivor and had a lot of experiments done and she was able to forgive and when I watched the video on her I thought how can I keep all of this anger and hatred in my heart if she can forgive with everything she has been through I have to so I started a three-month period of forgiveness. Of course, my father was one of the big ones, and it took three months and a lot of a lot of stepping back um, to do this. So after I did that, I started looking at other ways that uh, what else can I do that's not traditional to help me with this. And I discovered, I started looking up because I became aware that I am a divine feminine in progress. And so I found healing retreats that actually, when I searched divine feminine, that's what popped up for me. So I found um, a retreat that I went to last June and um, I went to a place called Alohi in Georgia, and the retreat was held there, and I, I had been being pushed to write this book. I couldn't sleep. I would wake up still to three in the morning, and it was like when I, I started writing, I, I joke, I'm going to write a book, and for me, I thought, I say it, but am I really going to do it, and when I was there last June, I actually started really writing the painful parts of the journey. It was a safe environment. It was um, the women in that group really helped me. And I've been to um, four retreats actually there in the last year. After I did, um, after I had attended several of these retreats, I also wanted to experience um, ayahuasca which is plant medicine. And I went, I've been twice and I'm going back again at the end of September for another sacred feminine retreat. Um, when you're in this twin flame journey, the stages that um, that are presented to you are very difficult. Some you go through easier than others. So I will say that. And Basically, when I went, I went really for the sole purpose of releasing attachment to outcome with my twin flame, and that w- that took pretty much three years to be able to do. and when I experienced that, i I actually was able to quit crying and and start truly becoming who I'm supposed to be I'm more like I am now in my early 20s with the healing I've done so um, this journey for me it's about I'm being pushed to share my story with whoever it will help and I hope to help heal and inspire people with my story
0: so how did you know that you had actually met your twin flame? Because I'm kind of skeptical about that. Not your experience, but I feel like a lot of people in the spiritual community talk about twin flames a lot, but may not know really what that actually is. Because I feel like we have a lot of soulmates, you know, we- or or we have soul family that we keep reincarnating with, right?
1: And those are not
0: necessarily our twin flame. So, what's the difference?
1: Okay. So, as in the last few years, twin flame has been romanticized, it's become a trendy uh, Mm word or work. And more, most recently, um, Megan Fox, actress, and Machine Gun Kelly, singer, have come out as twin flames. So, for me, and It took a lot to understand because people romanticize this. And what I will say, my experience is the difficulties that you go through. This, The twin flame journey is about individual soul growth. So people, I've heard them say, oh, I've got a twin flame. Or yeah, I've had one or two of those. And I'm like, you have one twin flame. Mm Mm-hmm. Soulmates, on the other hand, I have experienced that as well since my journey started. And it's a natural and easy connection. It's a romantic connection. Twin flame is not necessarily a romantic connection. Um, I heard someone, and I wish I remembered the name, explain the soul family. And so how I look at being a twin flame, and a soul family. If you had a quilt with a hundred squares on it, those hundred squares represent you and others that are in your soul family. Your soul family can be family, friends, even animals. You, Someone you have a deep connection with. And these are souls we have reincarnated with, at least this is my belief, where a twin flame is... One square in half, the other person is the other half of your soul. And you mirror lessons that you learn along the journey. And so this person, once I became aware, and and it's an intuitive, you feel like you have known them. You feel like they reflect through you. I have telepathy with my twin flame. When your vibration is lower, you may not feel them as strongly, but the twin flame is an energetic match. And so for me, I had to pull out of the romantic part of it and, and start healing. And I still continue to heal. However, I have I have done, uh, went through a lot of lessons. Most recently, one I did, um, a lesson I didn't even touch on in the book is fear. And that was brought up for me recently. And I had to step through um, and experience that. Not that I wanted to. um, However, I prayed a lot about it. I grounded a lot. Um, I do a lot of grounding when I walk in the mornings. Um, I usually walk about three and a half miles. And that is my time to connect with God daily. And I do a lot of praying. And and I am I release a lot of the doubt, fears, worry, illusion um, each day. I, I continue to do that and we'll, we'll never stop it.
0: So are you no longer in a relationship with your twin flame?
1: No, um, we we went through separation once the affair was exposed um, in January of 2019. And so um, basically where um, you go through this and you go into many dark nights of the soul. It, and your soul is challenged. There were times I didn't know if I was going to make it through. And I had love and support of close family and friends. Um, I I cried all the time. I couldn't I couldn't get through the pain body. And it we become addicted to that. We don't want to, but that's what happens. So for me, um, it, it's really in the last almost a year, um i've I've emerged strong divine feminine,
0: so do you think meeting your twin flame pushed you to start looking at your past and start healing what happened to you in the past in your childhood with your family?
1: It most definitely did those core wounds are exacerbated and and you when you go through that and you're just in the pits of hell all the time you don't want to be there you're trying your best to climb out of a deep hole so for me that's what all of this has been about and and my experience i think the hardships that i've been through we all go through hardships but it's a matter of how you try to change that to heal what's broken inside of you. Um, I was heavily in my masculine energy for over 20 years. And, um, you know, when you are male, female, basically you can have, well, we all have feminine and masculine energies within us. It doesn't matter what sex you are. And so these energies when, when you're not healed, you live in a wounded state. And so um, for that, you have to heal and forgive. Forgiveness is paramount. You have to heal in order to emerge through the darkness. And, you know, I finished my book in uh, December. When I say I finished it, that was before I went back and did a lot of edits. And so my deadline for myself was December 31st of 2021 to finish the book. And so I finished it nine days before the end of the year. Then I'm sitting there and I had went and um, had my mammogram. I thought it had been two or three years since I'd had one. Well, it had been almost five. With this journey, you lose track of of taking care of things that you should take care of. I didn't have a family history of breast cancer. And on December 29th, I got the call that uh, I needed to come in. And working in the healthcare field as I have for over 30 years. Um, I knew my intuition was like, you have breast cancer, which was confirmed that afternoon. And and so um, I had to go into focusing fully on myself to heal. Um, When I was diagnosed, I had an appointment with my breast surgeon within a week or a week later. Mm -hmm. I had surgery two weeks after that. Um in February I had partial irradiation. As something called a savvy catheter was put in me. Looks like a mixer, a hand mixer uh, on the end. And uh that was put in me, and that was more of a struggle than the cancer, knowing I was gonna be sliced open as they inserted that. Mm-hmm. And I had twice a day radiation for 10 days in February. And I actually participated in a mud girl run this summer. Um, And so what I knew was when I went through this, that, you know, I thought I'm in the middle of this book. And even though it could have went any way uh, that God wanted it to, because I was uh, diagnosed, um, the measurement was like um, almost an inch tall and wide. and. Uh, But I knew that God wanted me to, to get this message out to help others. And I thought, if I'm supposed to do this, then I'm probably going to be here for a little bit.
0: Mm
1: So um, they got all the cancer. Um, I, I look at it as I'm living, I'm happy, borrowed time. And so it had not reached my lymph nodes, but I was a stage two A clinical and B pathological. It was very aggressive and poorly differentiated. And so what I knew was if I was allowed to live, I had to come fully, I couldn't hide anymore. And I had to share my message with whoever wants to hear it. And so that's kind of, um, this year has been about living, doing things outside my comfort zone. And so, um, I, I'm truly, I feel like I'm happy now. Um, I look for things, um, to go and do and experience. I go to concerts by myself. Um, I go to metaphysical stores, um, I share my information with with people that I encounter. And I believe that people are being brought into my line of vision um, that I'm supposed to meet to help me.
0: Definitely. And the people that need to hear your story are going to be drawn to you and your book. And like I said before, I started recording this episode that some, the people that need to hear this story and experience are going to hear it, whether on video, on YouTube, or on audio, they're going to hear it, or they're going to take something from it. And there may be piece, someone who listens and they stop listening after 20 minutes, you know. And, and, that's and okay. Right, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. So what would your advice be to someone, you know, who went through similar trauma in their childhood or had an alcoholic parent how did they even begin to start healing from that
1: well for so long I tried to go around it Um I used to excoriate myself I would claw up when my father and brother would pit me against each other and for me I finally had to face you know I'm I grew up in this this is things you didn't talk about in the 1970s mm-hmm. and I had to fully face a lot of my friends didn't even know all of this had happened until me writing the book it was just things you didn't talk about mm-hmm. however um, there's so many people out there that have that are that have been children of domestic, um, violence. Now I will say I never suffered any physical abuse at all. My mother and brother encountered that. However, I witnessed, I heard it. These are things I thought was just normal growing up. So it impacted me. It, it closed me off. Um, I used to wear my heart on the sleeve. I was very gentle and loving as a small child very naive and uh through all of this I went and I sat with myself I allowed instead of blocking out the memories to fully feel them I visualized myself and my younger self and I went to that little girl and I said it's okay it's not your fault and when I did that um I, I actually had a dream about 10 days before my father died, and I knew that if I wanted to see him, that I was being given the heads up, and when I, I made the active decision, I don't need to see him. I had already went through my forgiveness. I didn't harbor any ill will towards him. However, my stepfather was my father. And so once I was able to come to terms with the pain, I, i it allowed healing and I talk about it. I, I don't hide behind it. It's not that I'm looking for sympathy or anything like that, but it's share. And, and if it helps someone else in some small way, that's what I try to do. It's like that
0: uh, saying, if you, if you feel it, you heal it. So, or I like to use, if you, if you resist it, it persists. So the Fair. more you resist it, the more it's going to come back. It's going to keep coming back. And then you're eventually going to be smacked across the head and can't ignore it anymore. <laughs> you know, exactly. not literally figuratively, you know what I mean?
1: These are lessons that we, um, we actually, my, my viewpoint is that um we, before we are born again, that, uh, we are given and we choose lessons that we will learn along this lifetime, part of our soul contract. And so, um, I have had to go through lessons and like I said, they continue to happen. However, used to, I was triggered really heavily and, I. I would hide away a lot. Um it it was very painful. And through this, I'm able to talk about it without becoming emotional now. And and I I'm glad that I have done a lot of healing. And I hope by telling people my story. It'll give them ideas of things they may not have considered for healing. Um, Sound baths. That right there um, is one thing that I highly recommend. Um, The frequencies that are within those sound bowls. um, I, I I don't know how it works, but it truly helped me. And I started doing sound healing, uh, last year. And, and those bowls have, you know, different, uh, and I'm not a musical person, but, uh, has just different, I guess, frequencies and that a lot of them can be tied to different chakras. And so, um, the sound healer who was, uh, just has a natural ability he uh he told me he said you've got to be more playful and so I started focusing on that and I had a second sound healing session with him in the fall and I had experienced a lot of growth so I feel like I'm healing my inner childhood and we we never are fully healed. So I continue looking for things that will help me.
0: Is that a sound bath, just one-on-one?
1: Um, no, it can be in a group. You can listen to it on YouTube. Um, so when I went uh, last year and knew that that was going to be offered there, he did that for our group before we went to bed. And I couldn't sleep that night. But it it really <laughs> was like, why can't I sleep? And so it stayed with me. And the next day, um, I did massage backed up right after uh, I did the sound healing, and um, it you feel like you've had a massage when you get done doing this. Yeah. So, so how how did it help you specifically? What did it do for you? Um, it something within it the chakras that that were blocked it it gave me peace now this is something that it's not a one-time fix so I listened to it on YouTube and I picked the frequency of 432 when I listened to it and it's another alternative healing modality, just like massage. And uh, he touched me with a tuning fork when he was doing my individual session. And it vibrated my entire body. And I actually had a visual of an alien during uh, this session. And so um, for me, it, I look at it as another alternative healing modality.
0: Yeah, I I have a couple of bowls myself and I use them sometimes in the energy healing sessions with my clients and just intuitively, you know, um, and I've got bells and all those sorts of things. I think it's completely untapped uh, source of healing that we, you know, we don't know much about right now, but I think it has huge ramifications and I'm very interested in it. Just playing music during a session helps this the person the practitioner everything don't underestimate the power of a spa type song healing song listening to that for a few minutes during a stressful day or having it in the background right i think we underestimate how powerful sound can be for healing, for de-stressing us.
1: It does. And for me, um, it's changed me. Um, I, I definitely share that with others. We're energy. We, Our bodies are full of energy. And so the frequencies, I believe, connects with our energies. But that's just my viewpoint
0: no definitely for sure i mean there's i forget the japanese researcher that did the research on the on the music changing the water molecules uh, yeah and so we're made of water so what happens to our body when we listen to different kinds of music our body responds to the music our molecules our cells responds to the music I Agree. No it's been shown already, so this is science too, so uh science and spirituality support each other so you and and you mentioned earlier about I don't know how it works, but it works, and I often say that about Reiki, you know, yeah, I used to have these conversations with my husband, who's a skeptic, you know he he's he's uh he believes it now, but in the beginning. <laughs> And I was like, who cares how it works? Why is the how important? I said, it just does. If people are coming to me and feeling better and they're healing and their pain's going away or they're changing their life or whatever it is they need. If it's helping them, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what you think your opinion is or how it works. It just simply works.
1: So many people um, are in tradition and programming. And as the earth awakens and remembers, they're going to be more open to all of this. And I believe um, if I hadn't have experienced some of these things, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So your book is coming out on
0: September 9th. So please tell everyone how they can find more information about you, how they can buy the book or um, what's your contact information.
1: My website, um, which has finally landed live this week, is mytfjourney.com. There's an area there if anybody wants to send me an email Um, also um, I'm going to blog some Um, my book um, the release date is September 9th however I was told we're ahead of schedule and if somebody wanted to find it before then on Amazon um, that they could search it out um, probably in about a week and so um, it will be available in digital format um, and also retailers can find it through Ingram.
0: So by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be out there. So yeah. this episode's coming out later on in 2022. So it should be out. Is that available on Amazon also?
1: Yes, it'll uh-huh. be available. Um, and I, if somebody wants to read it, I hope it'll help them.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your experiences. I really believe that storytelling is a source of healing and that we need to share our truth with each other and our experiences with each other. So, and, th- and thanks for being the first podcast you've been on. <laughs> thank
1: you, you, you've really helped relax me. So I appreciate that. All
0: right. Thank you. All right. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218 or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com you can also check out my website which is www.tinakinneyclark.com that's t-i-n-a-k-i-n-n-e-y-c-l-a-r-k-e you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.